Hello and welcome to another MTD podcast on the run with MTD. Uh, this is broadcast every Friday evening at six o'clock where we talk about everything that we've been up to in the week before we uh, bring out a few facts, have a bit of fun along the way. And I'm joined obviously by guests. And today I've got three of them from MTD. I've got Carl Creamer. Hi, Carl. Hi, Paul. How are you keeping all right? Oh, good. Thank you. Got some big news from you this week, which we're going to touch on shortly. I've also got Joe Reynolds and Lindsay Vickers. How are we doing? Yeah. Very good, very good. You too? You yeah, all? good. Can't complain. All good. Uh, how are you, Lindsay? How's the pregnancy holding up all right? <laughs> I'm just getting big. I've got like an egg on my front. It's very strange. Joe, your egg's big. gone. Yeah, my egg has <laughs> gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> passed it over. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah, <laughs> both me and yourself have been on a bit of a, a weight crash recently, haven't we? I think I'm still winning. Are you? I, well, how much I'm have you lost? So, so I've been told. Just over a stone now. Oh. What about you? Thanks for asking. Um, I've lost a stone myself, but who's counting? And we're going to start with a man that doesn't clearly need to lose any weight, Mr. Creamer. Um, welcome to this podcast. We don't often have you on, but I wanted to bring you in this week because uh, the May edition of the magazine is out. Yep. Yeah. Um, exciting times. Very exciting. Um, another healthy issue. Um, landed on desks. Um, should have landed on desks. Most people's desks by now. Royal Mail doing a good job for us there, but... Uh, and now the digital edition is uh, is available too. It's uh, it's a good it's a good issue, real good issue. Okay, so for the, for those listening that, that don't know, which I'd be surprised, we actually do a uh, six magazines a year. Um, it's January, March, May, July, September, and November. And November, there you go, yeah. And you can actually uh, subscribe to get a copy by visiting the MTD CNC um, website and uh, yeah, receive a copy. Now, Carl, it, it's been about two years now, hasn't it, since we've had this publication. It's gone down really well with the market, hasn't it? Why do you think that is and what's different about it, for those um, who don't know? So we're now in our third year. So so six times a year, as, as you said. We kicked off in Mac 2018, as you know, um, and then really sowed some seeds as far as what we were going to do. And... Uh, to be two and a half years already down the road. It's uh, two and a half. Yeah, um, be, yeah. Um, unbelievable. And the fact that the May issue is already out this year, mm. it's gone so quickly. Um, and we're still getting going. You know, we're still trying to establish ourselves. Um, I think the beauty of, of what we do with MTD, the fact that you and and and, your, and, and, and this this team, this company, have, have come to it with a, a, a totally different outlook, i.e. coming from just purely digital and then added to a printed product to it. And, and as you said, why did we add? Why did you do that? Why did you make that decision? And I honestly believe there was a gap in the marketplace for a proper technical production engineering magazine with the right frequency and real good pertinent content. Yeah, and, and it certainly has that. I mean, flicking through. Um, Joe, you've read it front to back, haven't you? Of course, I, I must admit. That was I the best bit. I prefer to listen to it in truth. We did, it comes out as an audio book as well, so... Should you is that because you, to... you can listen better than you can read? Or? No, it's because I can't read it whilst walking the dog. In truth, but yeah, no, it's. I'm just. I'm interested. Two and a half years in. Does that mean Carl's passed his probation yet? No, that's uh, three years. Three year probation. Okay. <laughs> Normally three months, but it was extended to three years. Yeah. yeah. No, joking aside, when, when we launch a product, the magazine, a different channel, the website, it, you know, it's got to be different, hasn't it? You know, it's got to be different. It's got to be best in class. It's got to be profitable. To be frank. And it ticks all the boxes, isn't it, the magazine? Um, it's really good, Some great features. We have a, a lot of healthy contributors. Just looking here, uh, Keith Ridgway, founder of the AMRC, Will Sterling is in it each issue. Dr. Christian Young, John Yates, 
you know, every issue we get these household names. Lindsay, do you read it? Yes, of course I read it. I like to spot the difference, to be honest, for. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to read that? Do you have to read that bit? Yeah, that, how, yeah? Many, how many and yeah. every time? There's 10, ten though, Lindsay. Yeah, there's there's ten, 10, you know. There's, there's not 10 spot the differences. There's 10 differences. No, I do. <laughs> do you know, the, the amount of people that message me on LinkedIn saying there's a mistake, there's not 10. Clearly there is yeah. 10. Yeah, but there it, is. Well, well, let's pick out before before we move on. I mean, in this um, in in this show, what we do is we talk about where we've been this week, and uh, I know we've covered a lot of ground once again. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing in the in the coming days as well. So it's always good to find out what technologies this uh, the company or, or the guys have seen in the last week and what businesses we've visited. So that's all coming very shortly. Before we move on from the magazine, Carl, just a couple of good stories that are in there that people can read in this in this issue. I think the JWA... And there's more than a couple, I'm sure. There, there's several and probably yeah. too, many, too many to mention. I mean, obviously, we've, we've tried really to have a medical theme throughout, and we've brought measurement to the, to the front of this magazine. So great sort of uh, case study, great technical content from, from Hexagon, from, from Mitutoyo. And then when we look at uh, the regular machining section, the, the, the five-page feature from JWA Tooling, uh, a really interesting read. And again, several features here where we link using the QR code linked to, to the MTD video. A great uh, live event that we did with CG Tech. Um, so again, three-page feature, good image. Again, the QR code and, we, and, and really dovetailing the print product with the, with the digital aspect as well. Good, good, good. Um, a couple of, couple of uh, questions for you actually here. Um, I'd be interested to know whether you know the answers to this. What is the best-selling magazine in this country, do you think? What do you think, Lindsay? Men's health or something like that. Men's health. Do you really think I so, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> um, Maybe not. Sewing Street, something like that. <laughs> don't it, tell me it's a Spot the Difference magazine. <laughs> I would, I'm going <laughs> to go me. with Take a Break. Carl? Um, without being too rude, you know, the razzles and, and oh things. Oh, my God. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure awesome You're right. Hound. You're right. Is it? No. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not in T the 80s still, Carl. TV choice, would you believe? Um, and did you know... Has got the difference in it? I, I couldn't tell you. I've never, never purchased it. Russell has. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with roots dating back to which date do you think the first and the oldest magazine was actually published? I know the engineer is certainly up there. No, across... Oh, for, okay. Forget okay. this industry. Okay. First um, ever magazine to be published. Cool. What date? Come on, take a guess. Lindsay's looking. 1829. Oh, wow. I was just about to say 1830. Really? Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Pretty um, late guess, Joe. And what was it? One. Uh, it was, uh, the oldest magazine was The Observer, which was published in, yeah, 1829. See, that, that's the that, magazine. The magazine was the following year. That was a newspaper. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's start with what you we've got. been. Oops, what we've been up to this week. So uh, we're going to start with Monday. It's been a it's been a, a really busy week once again. Um, Lindsay's joined us again on this podcast this week because you've you've been out to a few companies that uh, have been really interesting visits. So the first one was on Monday, wasn't it? Can yeah. you pronounce the name of the company? Is it, is it, is it it's Caffeine, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just because it's C A F F Y N. I didn't know whether yeah. there was a, a different interpretation. Oh, it's his it? surname. Yes. Um, so. This is a lovely company. In fact, they started a business in during the pandemic and they had a facility, but it was kind of part of another facility on an, on an industrial estate. Um, and he bought a Herco and then six, seven months on is now moved out of that facility to one that's way bigger. And he's now got three 
Herco's. Did you, what, when did he start, did you say? Just remind About me. six, seven months ago. Oh, OK, I was going to say, not yeah, because it's not a company I'd heard of before when I saw the name. And I no, used to he, actually cover that territory, selling yeah. machines, and I'd never come across that business. No, he, he, worked, he worked for another business, in fact, and... Um, that business then got sold. So then he thought, well, you know what? 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 If I can do all of this, why not just do it myself and make the money? So he started up, and so far, within six, seven months, he's got three machines. So what's he making? Um, small batch work. So the the one thing he wants to hone in on is small batch work. He does not want to. He would turn away someone if they gave him, say, a hundred off or anything like that. It, that's all. That's where his market is. Okay, uh, he he's also a user of the subcontract machine. It's a subcontract yeah. machine. He's a user of the PSL Data Track software, yes. which is one of the reasons you went there. Sometimes it takes businesses quite a, a few years in in existence to start investing in that sort of software. So no, interesting. straight away, interesting. straight away, he used a previous company. Right. He said I wouldn't be without it, and I think he I think he would actually say that was helped or was part of his growth because of it just to help him control everything so he can basically use his time more efficiently and everything else is getting done for him so if you wanted some bits making would you get him to do them? absolutely good 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 and Lindsay this started up during the pandemic yes wow literally I, there's been quite six, a few of that ago. there's been quite a lot of that in fact quite a in i'd say in the last half a year we've been visiting companies that have started up in the last 18 months and they've wanted us to come in because it's obviously it's great exposure but mm. the story goes often that they've 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 left a previous job been made mm. redundant and thought do you know what i'm gonna do it myself I, I, I also want to add to it um is the fact that he previously so of course different changes happened but he's very much into training people up and he's like right okay members of staff i don't want to have the best best trained person bring it on someone believed in me and so i want people to come and work for me who i believe in and can help train them up as well so i think his worth ethic is really 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 good really strong he's it's got fine. everything in the right places and uh, what was it i think he's got four kids right. i mean okay. who does that who can do that who's got Geo? time to well, he's got three yeah. he's got three so that's yeah. it that's what that's i mean probably he's, why he's, he does it if he's got four kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been trying to train people up for years it just never works oh, no. then you bought me on and then yeah. now you're fine you <laughs> um so uh moving on i've just got a couple of shout outs in fact pete wood from jwa wanted a shout out on the show which i know he features in the uh, mtd magazine this month mark from a m engineering Alan from uh, Motorsport CMC. I was at Ward High Tech on Tuesday this week. Sam Jarvis, um, a, a listener to the show that wanted a shout out as well. Scott Ravenscroft from CG Tech um, also wanted a shout. So plenty of people getting in contact with the show. So it's good to see people are listening. And um, also on Monday, we had two guests to the studio. First, is which was um, CG Tech. Uh, this was about the digital twin. I'm going to throw to Joe on this one because I know he knows a lot about digital twins. Digital. What is it? It's not like a normal twin. No, so a digital twin is when you try and replicate what's on your machine tool in an office environment or on a computer rather than an office. But yeah, so essentially the kinematics of the machine, how the part looks, how the part um, is it going to fail? You know, you're going to foul on the work on the workpiece. Are you going to foul on the device? It? It's becoming when it first came out a few years ago. I must admit, I was a very it's a bit overkill, but I but certainly now automation, less operators present, robots loading fixtures. I think there's an ever increasing market for it in truth. So what's the difference though? Um, because I always thought that that's what verification software did. I always thought verification software was there to eliminate any possible risk of collisions. 
So is this just the next step on from that? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, exactly that. So the whole machine um, is very accurate to you know that's your machine tool itself, not just quite often with verification not always but quite often it is just a very small part of the machine tool mm. whereas uh, where this is everything the correct kilomatics everything yeah so uh new product from cg tech uh, there'll be technical corners coming to the uh, channel in due course we also have mapal here uh on um on monday talking about some new tool holders uh joe you've had familiarity as well with Mapel's tooling in the past, haven't you? Um, maybe even from a user's perspective, or, or just from doing technical corners, but it's certainly up there with some of the best. Yeah, it is. So the the Hydro Mill, Hydro Dream. It, basically, what you're looking to do with that style of cutter, you're looking to clamp the uh, the the the, 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 the round shank tooling around 360 degrees, uh, reduce vibration, and it you know prolongs the life of the spindle as well. Um, I think they claim up to 15% actually, which you think 15% is a long time on a spindle, isn't it? Mm. So yeah, it, it's yeah, hydraulic chucks. It's, all, it's always interesting to see how many people invest and we always say a lot of money in machine tools, but don't often consider getting the best uh, equipment to go with it. So there's an yeah, opportunity to, times, yeah. to do that with my power. Technical corners from them uh, coming soon too. Um, Carl, do you know much about MSC as a company? Um, MSC Supply. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of way back when to J&L suppliers they were. Kenna Metal owned, I think, back in the day. And, and obviously from that, um, we, we now have MSC Supply. Yeah, because, I mean, we had them here on, uh, it was, in fact, it was Wednesday this week. We were doing uh, a podcast and a technical corner on, on their new product, one of their new products, which um, it's resonation. And again, I'll probably come to Joe on this, but it detects the vibration happening in the machining process. And then it takes all of that data and then enables you to almost get rid of that vibration. Is that right, Joe? It sort of dampens it down so you get a better machining um, process. Yeah. You can uh, you get better surface finishes. You get less wear on your cutting tools. You get less wear on your machine. And this is just one product. I'll come back to that in a minute because I'm sure you'll have some input to it. But what I found out about MSC um, was was really interesting as well in the fact that they really push their way they they solve companies' problems. And it's something we hear so often. Uh, we're a solution provider. Mm, we don't we just do. we don't just sell a box. We sell a tool. But I was very impressed with Matt Kavanagh that came here and he was talking about how it, it came across his engineering knowledge. He's done an apprenticeship. He's worked on machine tools. He's worked in the factory using cutting tools. He's worked on CAD CAM solutions. He's been in service departments and applications departments. So his skill set is what all the other engineers have got that work for MSC as well. So they really are there able to go into a company and um, they don't just talk about solving problems, but actually improving their business. So it was something I didn't actually know until they came here, which was I wonder whether you knew that too, because I know. I, I think they've come on such a long way from the old sort of catalogue uh, orders, you know, great big, thick, heavy catalogue that they used to produce and, and the calibre of person they've employed the whole ethos of what MSC supply is today and, and, and testimonial to the recruitment. And yes, I know solution providers are an age old adage, but they certainly are. Mm. And, and testimonial, to the, as I say, to the, to the people they employ, they're from the industry, they've come on leaps and bounds. I've noticed in, in recent years, and I've known them of them for a very long time. Well, the Milmax product as it is, is basically, it's like a, uh, an expensive, they hate calling it a hammer, it's an exonerator or an exhilarator or something, and you, you hit the spindle, and, and what it does is it, it, is it 
detects the reson the reson resonance. Is that right, Joe? Were you listening? Were you yeah, there? I was listening, but there were so many words being <laughs> no, bandied no, around, technical. and they were big words. Um, and then from that, you can then detect where this vibration is, and you can then improve Resonate. your machining process, cut costs, longer longer tool life. That could could I could I have sold that to you? Or yeah, that but John Po. Yeah. No, essentially, when, when you put a tool hold, a tool BO, into a tool holder, every tool in the world will have its own frequency, down to how it's balanced, how to how many flutes in it. Think of a tuning fork on a exactly. on, a, on yeah. the piano. It's not a million miles removed from that, really. And you're you're removing variables with science, essentially. Um, and you're absolutely right. It, you, we all open up a back the back of a catalogue. It, it's in canal. It's going to be forty meters. A, point whatever or rev and it's a bit of a guesswork because um the, the tooling company have tried that on a brand new machine in the showroom somewhere and, and they've tested it to death but i might have a a 20 year old machine might and nice clearly it's not going to perform the same as it would do in that type of environment with the tap test which is what this is it, it basically uses algorithms to calculate optimum machine efficiency. It's like you're getting the diagnostics of the machine. Yeah, it takes, takes the guesswork out, essentially, because yeah. there is an element of guesswork. You, you know roughly what it needs to be, and then you look at the swarf, now I need to increase my feed rate or decrease it. Or... And, and they have this dashboard, and you've basically got this like dial in a car, and the, bit, the green bits up to here, maybe, is where you can machine in safely. Then it's red for 1,000 a, a RPM, and then it's green again. So you can pick like any of the machine, machine areas of green <laughs> and machine within that. Yeah. But my question was, and I'd be interested to know whether you have thought this, Joe, doesn't a machine tool within itself have all of the ability to detect industry for, you know, all these vibrations and monitor these things? So in, in itself, you can you can yeah, and create not, not those. Not as they are today. I guess going forward, there's no reason they can't. But it is about that frequency of the tool. And yeah, you can spin the tool around at X amount of RPM and you can hopefully work out what the run out is and things like that. But you're not going to get the frequency of the tool. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what they said too. So oh, I was wrong. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I want to know what piano he's got in his house. That he's finally <laughs> tuning as well. You got one, Joe. Second oh, on one. I've got a joke there, but I, 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 I won't because <laughs> we don't want to edit it out. On Wednesday, uh, Lindsay, motorsport company you went to. Um, tell us about your what happened there with Alan, another Herco customer. I wasn't know. He? he's brilliant um now he we saw some tasty cars the worth of cars in that facility is you're looking at ian over there because i uh, am because he's, he's a uh, he's a car fanatic he's got a sweat Shall on. i just say it's a lot of money mm. um he re-engineers parts for historic racing cars david waghorn from herco put a piece of steel on one of the machines it's during the pandemic when he said you know i'm, I'm looking to that his last machine wasn't really i say fit for purpose so um he phoned up herco david waghorn was the only person really in at that time got him down all safely down to high wickham put a piece of steel on and both he and his son were down at the facility they, he showed him the demo they looked at each other and they went there that's the one that'll do wow. that'll do Previously, you know, from what he previously saw as demonstrations to that, he's like, that is it. It sold it to me. And he loves this machine. It's, it does everything that he needs faster, quicker, more efficiently. Um, I saw some pictures yeah. of some nice cars. Some lovely cars. And so, and none, another nice wheel. And an, a wheel. Another oh, nice it was wheel. a wheelie one wheel, as well. Yeah, one, yeah, those are the types of parts. So I've also was he got machining some... those wheels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the calipers and everything. And then he's trying to like push it to the next level and, you know, put... 
um, fourth axis. Well, he's got fourth axis on the table, but he wants to make it more efficient, even though, again, he's small batch work. But even the small batch work companies are still saying, if we can make a small cycle time saving long term, I can move on to my next part. So they're considering that too. So It's, it's reliable yeah. manufacturer, isn't it, in a small company as well? Yeah. Speaking um, of cars, Paul. Yes. Talk to us about your car. How are you getting on? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Really like it. Yeah, yeah. Soft top, isn't it? Soft top. Yeah. Soft how are you top. getting on with this wonderful weather we're having? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> sent deliberately, wasn't it? I think we I've had, only opened we had the, the roof, roof down ones. just, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. Did you you really? could barely, he could barely get out of the back o of the honestly, car. Honestly, I, I was sat in the front and I could see over the windscreen. Next thing I know, this <laughs> I, I nearly have my head taken off by this blooming piece of cloth. Yeah. Um, oh, God. This is an interesting question here. And I'm, I'm going to. Ian's off camera, but he is listening. How many um, components are make, make up in a Formula One car? 20,000. Carl? 8,000. Lindsay? Oh, I'm going to go down the middle. Um, 12,000. Ian? What's that? 20,000? No, it's 80,000. Really? 80,000 so components. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and how many times do you think a Formula One driver changes gear in a Formula One race? Oh, come back to me. I'm going to work it out. How, how many, how many times does he change oh, gear in one of those races? Thousands. There Two thousand eight hundred times he changes yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And how many calories does a driver lose in a Formula One race? A lot. Two thousand. <laughs> 600 it's not a lot is it and i thought when i when i listened to that i actually thought it was it's probably understandable because they're very slight anyway aren't they so yeah. when you are small it's like now you're finding it harder to lose weight because you've lost a bit of weight and you were saying earlier you're putting it back on again now so we'll, yeah, how many we'll um from you. what journey you've just done how many calories did he lose or was he eating twixes <laughs> along I, I, the way i did a lot of sweating so yeah. <laughs> just, just on that did you know the eiffel tower can be 15 centimeters taller in the summer really like, okay. Where are these facts coming Interesting from? Interesting fact. And Australia is wider than the moon. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks well for done, that, Joe. Joe. Thanks, for the <laughs> Thanks for the contribution. Um, okay, uh, then uh, R&G Precision, Lindsay, that uh, you were at. This is yeah. a company we've been to twice in about three or four weeks, but this time you actually saw Enzo, didn't you? How's he getting on with his MX330 machine? Because you were there yesterday. He is over the moon, and it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't get another one, if I'm quite honest. Um, he is over the moon with it. In fact, what's quite interesting, we've never ever heard a company say this before, is the fact that he, everyone was trained, everyone was ready, all of the parts were, all the work holding and everything was all kind of prepared. So as soon as that machine was in, after installation, literally as soon as it was, he was cutting and he put a post on LinkedIn and even Dominic went, oh my gosh, you've got it cutting already. Are you serious? And he said, yes. Mm. So and it was Matsura who had done all of the groundwork with him to get him to that stage. So as soon as it hit the ground, he's been running with that machine. So this is the MX330 yeah. from Matsura we're talking about here, which is a 10 pallet, five axis machine. A machine that we frequently see in uh, go into companies that maybe aren't even Matsura users, maybe aren't even users of automation. Um, they've had some real success there. Um, for those that, that don't know, but I'm, I'm sure most of you do, we've got various other channels at MTDCNC or MTD, mm -hmm. I should say, one of which is uh, MTD MFG. Joe, you head this one up. Uh, the Great British Manufacturing Podcast is something people should be listening to as well, isn't it, on a weekly basis? What was the news this week from manufacturing in general? What's, what's good's been happening? Because I've been listening to it recently and I know that the, the production manager's index is right up and there's uh, lots of recruitment going on, isn't there? Quite it's, a time. Yeah, it's all good news at the moment. It, like in the mainstream media, we don't always hear it, unfortunately. 
But um, but yeah, there's lots of good news. JLR just they've had a, a you know a heck of a recovery, fantastic recovery, really strong first quarter, record numbers. Um, we, had, we had British Volt on last week. That was interesting, talking about you know the fact that British, uh, batteries have to be made in the UK due, due to this new legislation, call it, where 50% of the vehicle has to be manufactured in the country of origin. So if we bought batteries in for China because they're so expensive, essentially it would be a Chinese car made in England. So that, you know, that was really interesting talking about, do we need two giga plants? Do we need eight? Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, but it's just, honestly, if you go to MTDMFG every day, there's good news every single day. Um, new board members at Norton changing gear, taking that business forward. Yeah, just lots of good news. And Carl, we, we mentioned the magazine at the start of this. Um, it is a great read, but what are you hearing from the, the marketplace yourself at the moment? I, I think the return to confidence, uh, the return of confidence. We've always said, and, and we do reflect the industry and, and um, all the marketing spiel and theories kind of go out the window when, when times are tough. Or, and, and I think I'm really hearing and feeling a lot of resurgence in confidence. And, and I think that's then reflected, if, if, if it is any indication, the fact that we've produced another 84 page issue, it wasn't a, you know, a, a, a peak, it wasn't, we didn't fall on our face with the next issue. And that for me is a small indication when the industry's busy, I'm busy, we're busy, there's a confidence there. And, and when there's a confidence there, they want to keep that ball rolling, they're, they're prepared to spend, these companies are prepared to spend. And I think we feel, feel that, we feel the result of, of this, coming out of lockdown and everything else. And, and, you know, I've been around long enough. We've manufactured our way out of the recession in 2008 and certainly manufacturing governments even mentioned it this time around within lockdown. And I just feel, I'm just feeling the confidence that's, that's returning. Everybody I'm speaking to across the board, they're busy. And I think that's great news. Just on that, people talk about how often, you know, you, my mom says it, my mother-in-law says, oh, we don't make anything anymore. And I know mm -hmm. it's, we all disagree with it, but GDP- Make a mess. It, it, yeah, it's about 18% of GDP at the minute. What do you think it was at the peak when we apparently made everything? I'm 15. Well, no, it's, not gonna be, it, it's more than it is now. It's uh, 24%. Yeah, but I thought you was, it was a trick question. Okay. <laughs> no, no, 20, it, 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 at its peak, it was about 24% of GDP. So we're not a million miles away from it, are we? And it's uh, another one, uh, big news this week. Uh, Rolls is this better than your Eiffel Tower fact? No, well, it's an engineering manufacturing. <laughs> yes, um, but... So there's a consortium led by Rolls-Royce uh, set to make small reactors, basically, nu nuclear reactors, and they're going to set to create how many jobs in the UK? 2,628. Carl? 3,422. 4,724. You're looking over my shoulder? No, genuinely. No, so it's going to create 40,000 jobs 40. by 2050. Wow. Uh, generate 52 billion of economic benefit. And what eight, sort of jobs will they be? Everything, won't it? You know, it's and for a lot, some of it will be into the supply chain, but they're making mm. reactors at the end of the day. So there's going to be everything from CNC machining to assembly, accountancy, you know, everything, mm. isn't it? It's a, a new business, but basically, and they're targeting $250 billion uh, pounds rather of, of export. And there's already letters of intent in place. So it's going to happen. Mm. Great stuff. I say you want to visit uh, MTD MFG to find out more stories. 
like that or listen to the Great British Manufacturing podcast. Um, Carl, you had two hip. You've had two hips replaced now. Is that the reason that this this particular edition of the magazine and I hate to keep coming back to it was all about medical because um, you've got experience in this? Yeah, not particularly. I mean, interestingly, last year May, uh, you know, we do two aerospace, two automotive. We do one medical and 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 the UK manufacturing. But yeah, I am now the. Um, the benefactor of UK manufacturing, two nice pieces of titanium. Uh, ice hockey playing that game finally took its toll. And now, yep, I don't know what machine they were made on, but certainly very nice, perfectly manufactured here in the UK, two real nice pieces of titanium. We've seen the scars. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 oh, we, we are recording this. Do you want to talk to <laughs> so Just on that, you get two, don't you? You get titanium and cobalt chrome. Mm -hmm. who, who decides it, it do you have to be wealthy to have the titanium ones is it a private thing or nhs or? I, I think i think also i think the surgeons have their favorite material i mean my right hip which i've only had just done eight weeks ago i've actually got more ceramic in it this time than, than, my, than my left hip um but again you know let's get into a whole different topic here additive manufacturing you know okay these were these were cut this was subtractive machining and and uh, cutting cutting titanium as such but we are already making these things additively yeah. again a little bit of medical on that and, and stories on that with cheekbones and things like this in in, in the may issue but uh, no it's just by coincidence that may is our medical issue and well, yes if you, if you need any to know anything about cheekbones i've got a square jaw or a chisel jaw <laughs> that's what, call it, isn't it? So what you haven't replaced next march uh, um, may rather um, hopefully that's it two hips my knees are fine shoulders and knees are the tricky operations but two new hips i'm uh, yeah i'm yeah. good to go good stuff um Lindsay, whose birthday is it today? Oh my goodness, whose birthday is it today? Yes. Is it someone's there. birthday today? Paul. <laughs> Mr. Creamer on the corner. Oh, is it yours? Happy Carl. birthday, Carl. Happy birthday. Thank you. Go on then, Paul, sing him happy birthday. No, Go on. That, that'll Go come on. later. Okay, right, into next week. We're going to have to wrap this one up, guys. We've got a, another great week ahead of us. Um, Joe and myself are at the Engineering Technology Group on Monday. Just before we go, yep. so I, I had a great day at CIS. Oh, of course. Apologies. No, Carry don't on. worry. Uh, great day at CIS. So they're a tooling distributor in the southern part of England. Great, great, great people in there. And they've got a, a technology centre with a grob and a, a couple of do sands. Invited in there uh, with Walter Tools. And we, we did a number of demos, which will be coming to the, the channel soon. My favourite, the barrel milling, something we've talked about in the past. Um, it's a modular system, so you know you screw it onto the um, dense cement or carbide or steel shank. Uh, yeah, really good. In a 304 stainless, it's very impressive, so keep an eye out for that good, one. Good, always exciting videos when we look at barrel milling and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so coming up next week, Joe and myself are at the Engineering Technology Group on Monday, where we're going to be previewing an event we're going to be uh, doing in June. I think it's the 10th of June, where we're going to, it's a collaboration between ETG and Bloom. Uh, we've also got visits next week um, planned uh, at Euroa, uh, with Euroa, uh, a company in Portsmouth. Uh, we've got uh, machine reviews down at Dugard, where I'm heading down to. We're also at a company in Ramsgate on Thursday. And uh, Lindsay, I know next week you are at um, Destech in Lincoln yeah. in Korea. And you're also at uh, 2G Tooling in the Midlands on Wednesday, where they've just bought a brand new Abarmier um, travelling column five-axis machine from Dugard. I'm going to have to do some research then, So uh, a busy week in front of us next week. And next week is my birthday. 
So I may not be here. It might be somebody else. But anyway, guys, thanks for joining us this week. It's been, as always, a pleasure. Uh, I've got to say, if you want to get a copy of the May uh, edition of the magazine and you don't have one already, then you can um, subscribe to it on the MTD CNC website. If you're interested in uh, advertising in it, then contact Carl at uh, carl at mtd.media. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.